Hi, this is Bobby Ryan of the Detroit Red Wings, and you are listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mack, and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 63 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholz. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my Floridian visitor co-host, Nick Manella. How are we doing, buddy? Tired is a giant understatement from the absolute <laughs> florit fest for 72 hours I went on this weekend. Uh, I'm 26 now. I cannot keep doing this to myself. Uh but yeah, I feel like, you know, when I get around that that group of friends, I feel like everyone has it. When you're around that group, you're like, oh boy, you know, this this is going to be a bad one. It, it was just such an unbelievable trip, but glad to be back in civilization and uh, yeah, excited to have all three of us back together. Would you like to fill in the listeners on where you were, a couple of the, maybe if there's any stories that you have from the trip? Yeah, the ones that I'm allowed to uh, yeah, uh, a share on air. disclose. Yeah. yeah, so I went down to uh, Reunion, Florida. A friend of ours has a it's a lovely house down there. Uh, just absolutely gorgeous. Invited us down for the weekend. Uh, there was like 14 uh, of us at, at the the peak of the trip, and um, all friends from college. So you know, um, I know you know a bunch of the guys. It was it was good to see them and. Um, a couple of the, you know, the girlfriends, uh, came along too. And we ended up doing, uh, Epcot as a, uh, as a group, uh, which is a lot of fun. I'm not the biggest like Disney parks or like amusement park person. Not either. I like, I love roller coasters, but, uh, you know, there's like, like the whole magic kingdom really just doesn't really do it for me. Um, but Epcot's a lot of fun because it's essentially just eating and drinking and walking around and i mean we had an absolute blast uh highlight of that for me was i wore my brand spanking new trevor's egress team usa world junior sweater i've never gotten more like compliments or attention from wearing something i had like one guy like grabbed me and stopped me and i had to send him the link for like where i got this (laughs) um DH gate. What the hell is that? <laughs> right. Someone, and this was the best part. Someone asked me if I was one of the guys from the team. What'd you say? Obviously, yes, right? And I'm like, well, this has to be because of the hair. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you're growing it out. It looks good. Right. But like, I'm like, I'm in nowhere where I look like I could be a semi-professional hockey player. Like, how how do you come up with that? I'm also like, I feel like a, a pro hockey player wouldn't wear their Jersey to Epcot. Yeah. It's a little, little yeah. cocky, kind of suspicious, but no, it was a ton of fun. A lot of good food, a lot of good beer. And uh, just glad to uh, not be drinking right now. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I've wanted to do the, the drink around the world thing. I get a lot of pressure from that. Uh, or I get a lot of pressure for that from some people close to me. And I'm just not the biggest amusement park guy in general, more of a beach and chill. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of that same way too, but Epcot is a lot of fun. Um, we okay. took like a t-shirt that I had gotten there four years ago last time I was in Florida when I was down there for my internship and I had done this uh, with a couple of friends that were there and we put tally marks on the back of the shirt every time someone had a drink. And this was a white t-shirt <laughs> and by the end of it, the back half was <laughs> black. <laughs> yeah, looked like a fence around a yard. Exactly. Nice. Well, good to have you back. Glad you're in one piece, or at least to our knowledge. 
Uh, now we're going to toss it across the to the West Coast and going to introduce producer Mac Vogel. How are we doing, buddy? What's going on, fellas? Yeah, I'm glad to be back. It's uh, been feels like it's been a while. It hasn't really been that long, but um, always good to be back, ready to talk some hockey. feel like there's a lot of news to uh, cover around the league. Any Valentine's Day stories before we get rolling? Anything good? All the boys on uh, our trip agreed that we were not going to do anything as to not fuck over anyone else. So we were like, everyone, nice. unwritten rule, just celebrate when you get back. Nice. Mac? Makes sense. Um, I'm actually, so my girlfriend's uh, flying in today. I'm picking her up from the airport in a little bit, but um, she probably thinks I suck and that I like didn't do much for Valentine's Day because all I really did was be like hey happy valentine's day but uh little does she know that um when i pick her up today we're not coming back here to my house we're going to a uh airbnb um over in gardena it's got like a hot tub and stuff so um, nice attaboy there you go that's how you score some points holy shit for sure it should be fun so that's it for me though good stuff one story i'll give you before we get rolling here um so me and the lady went out to dinner on Saturday night at a, a fairly nice restaurant in Baltimore called Tagliata. It's one of those Atlas Group restaurants that they own. It's, you know, they own everything. Very good food. Um, so we go on Valentine the day before Valentine's Day. We get there. She's been hyping this place up for like four months. She's been dying to eat there. I was like, fine, we'll go, whatever. They got the dress code. You get a little fancy. It's all good. We show up. We look at the menu. The menu has eight items on it. Four of them are starters and four of them are entrees. And I look at her. I'm like, Where, is there any other menu? Like, is this it? She goes, oh, you scan the QR code. Like, you know, like the, the contactless non-paper menus. You pull it up on Safari. Boom. It's all wine. There's no food. So I'm like, they have eight food options here. Like, that seems a little strange to me, right? You look at the top. And at the top. It says, and I won't say the number because I don't want to come off as that guy, but it says a number that's close to triple digits, PP. And I'm like, the fuck does the so I look, she looks at me, she goes, Does that mean what I think it means? I was like, Well, what do you think it means? She goes, per person. I was like, holy shit. It was a Valentine's Day menu that you couldn't order anything else but that. So you had to get an appetizer, an entree, a glass of wine and a dessert and it was a pretty expensive bill we were laughing at ourselves the whole time because we were like well fuck us we just (laughs) did like maybe two nights in florida for a night and dinner because no one told us that there was a valentine's day menu the food was phenomenal i was fairly turned on by the steak for quite a while it was delicious um but yeah if you're ever going out to a restaurant make sure you check if there's a valentine's day special menu because they will they will crook you blind in the face that's how a lot of them save money, uh, especially like if you're thinking now with COVID and like people haven't been able, like restaurants all over the place. It's like you're either doing yeah. okay or you're not doing well at all. So, what did you end up getting? You said you got steak because I know I've been there before. That place has some phenomenal Dude, options. The beef tenderloin was goddamn delicious. It was like eating a cow right off the farm. It was so good. And I, you know, I'm not when I go to restaurants and I get beef. I always get medium because I get sketchy with the medium rare. I looked at the chefs in this place. I trusted my life with them. I was like, if I go to the hospital, it's on me. I went medium rare because it looked that good. And it was delicious. Um, I don't even know what the appetizer was. It was some, it was like five words that had like 
you know, one vowel in the whole thing. And it was like raw meat, put my life in their hands. The tiramisu was unbelievable. And then uh, the wine was also really good. So highly recommend it. Just don't go on Valentine's Day. Damn, I'm starving here. I just got up. I haven't eaten anything yet. I know. The food was good. I'll give them credit. The food was good. They do this like squid ink pasta where like the pasta itself is dyed black with squid ink. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. One last bullshit thing. So you know that kid Nikki Cass on Instagram? For those of you who don't know Nikki Cass, if you like like you know Italian humor, New York humor, it's right up your alley. You know Nikki Cass, right? So there's one where he asks his grandpa or he like pictures himself as the dad. He's like, hey, I need you to go to the grocery store. He's like, what do you need? He's like, I need these ingredients. I'm making squid ink risotto, right? Well, me being me, I don't know what risotto is. I was like, I've, I've never had it. I've never heard of it. So I thought it w- he was saying it's all one word. He goes, I need squid, s- squid risotto, like in one word. So I go around like spewing off this meme to my girlfriend, like, oh, like, she's like, what do you want for dinner tonight? And I would write like in one word, squid ink risotto, like all out at once. I have no idea what this guy's saying. I didn't even know the word squid was in it. So she's like, what the fuck are you saying? I was like, yeah, like the Nikki Cass video. She's like, he says squid ink risotto, you moron. And I was like, I was like, I can't wait. I Every week I come oh, on. God. Every week I come on. There's one thing that I'm gonna fuck up. It's coinc. <laughs> it's coincide. It's, uh, it's, what's the other one I had? I can't remember. Um, hiatus. Was hiatus. Squid was ink risotto. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> I can't. Risotto is good, by the way. You should have some. You really should. I, yeah, I guess I'm not. I, I don't know. I'm not hip. You, Mac, is your is your girlfriend Italian? Because I know Nick is Italian. So is his girlfriend. She is not. Okay, because now I feel like I'm uncultured, which is entirely possible. But um, okay, I'm done. Nick, I'm going to toss it off to you for the league news. Alrighty. So uh, yeah, I did not pay attention to anything over the weekend. I did watch a little bit of that Caps Penguins game from a hot tub. Not a big deal. How are you? Keep the change. Uh, but Daytona 500 was on, so I was otherwise occupied. Uh, these Lake Tahoe games are set for this weekend, and I know there was some concern about them being postponed, swapping teams here and there. There was a bunch of rumors surrounding that, but the Avs are going to play the Vegas Golden Knights outdoors on Saturday at 3, and then the Bruins are going to play the Flyers Sunday at 3. So I'm excited for these. I feel like there's not a lot competing with them right now. I think it would have been a huge mistake to do these like on the same weekend as the Super Bowl because no one's going to watch them. But I'm excited to see how they do this. Obviously, like we've already talked about, there's no fans there. But yeah, I mean, it's going to have a cool backdrop. It's just, you know, I hope these are good games to watch because I feel like what sometimes you get these outdoor games that are just duds. No uh, special jerseys, right? They're just, I know the Avs are debuting their reverse retros in that game, but like, is there anything else going on or is it just? I don't think so. I think like what you just said, like just the Avs and that's it. Cool. All right. Yeah, it should be a cool venue to see. Um, And best part is I think you would probably say that you have four of the six or seven best teams in the league, arguably. So that's pretty cool as well, playing on that day. Yeah, absolutely. Just two days, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sid, Sidney Crosby is set to play his 1000th game Saturday against the Isles. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, I feel like, you know, everyone sort of forgets that Crosby has missed a lot of time in his career due to injuries. And that's why everyone was sort of like, oh, I thought this happened already. But no, this is big. And I, um, if you look at Crosby against the Islanders, he's got some pretty neat history just fucking them over. 
Yeah, I, I would say that uh, a lot of his milestones have come against the Isles. I have high expectations Saturday night against the Isles. I also want to just set the rumor straight. And, I, you know, let me be clear here. There has been a lot of rumors started by some dumb shit named Darren Drager, who I want put on a platter about Sid getting traded and the Penguins blowing up. And I feel like, you know, the past three weeks I've had to defend myself for this. And I hate to make this, you know, a weekly segment because it shouldn't be. But uh, there is not one single chance that Sidney Crosby will not retire a Penguin. I just don't see it. I, I don't see it. And I know Darren Drager is trying to stir the pot and he's saying he might go to the Avs or maybe he wants to go home, you know, to Montreal or whatever. Stop starting shit. You don't know anything. He's not leaving. Everybody else might, but he's not. And there's no basis on this other than Drager just kind of, you know, having feelings or maybe being close to someone who knows Sid. Like, just shut up. Like, it's not – nothing's going to happen this year and it's not going to ever happen. And you can put me on the record for saying that. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm tired of people stirring shit all over this whole Penguins drama. It just seems so fabricated at this point. Sorry. I feel like this whole, you know, Canadian superstar being traded to, you know, Toronto is always in the mix. This all started when Gretzky got dealt. Yeah. And then there was was rumors for like two years that he was going to end up on the Leafs. And I think someone actually published like a newspaper headline saying that the Leafs got him. Right. Like one day. So I'm, I, I don't see it happening. I see him retiring yeah. as a pen too. Yeah. But it's exactly what it is. It's all speculation. And I guarantee you this like in five years is going to happen with McDavid to the Leafs. Exactly. And like, you know, I'm pretty sure Ovi's deal is up when? Soon, right? After this year or next year? They don't have any rumors about him. They don't have any rumors about Bergeron. I mean, why, so why start this? Not everyone's a baby back bitch like Tavares and, you know, uses pajamas as a reason to go home. So just shut up. I'm so sick of it. Sorry. Uh, uh, moving on, we have back-to-back Battle of Alberta's Friday and Saturday night. I am so excited for that. That's going to be an absolute gong show like the first couple games were. Uh, the Willie O'Ree jersey retirement ceremony for the Bruins has been rescheduled to 2022. Uh, the NHL really wants fans to be a part of that experience, and I'm sure any Bruins fan would want to be there too, so that's great to see for them, and I think that'll be you know one of the special moments that you should have fans there for. I know people were talking about this with like the Bolts doing their banner raising and stuff. Like It wouldn't be the same like if fans weren't in the building, so um, this is definitely right. a significant moment, and I totally understand why they want to do that. So good I, for them. I think I think Bauer is actually doing customized Willie O'Ree skates for tonight's action, if I'm not mistaken. I think I saw that on Twitter. Are they really? That's sick. Yeah. So for any player who, you know, is sponsored by Bauer, uses Bauer skates, I think they have that option to do that. So it's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, on this day, February 17th in 1998, the American women's hockey team won their first Olympic gold medal, defeating heavy favorites Canada 3-1. to one awesome can't believe it's been that long but uh i was only four when that happened but that's that's still so cool and uh glad they were able to do it and it's amazing to see where women's hockey has gotten since then and you know uh, hats off to the ladies who did that uh okay we need to talk about this i knew this was coming i posted this on our story i know how two of us in this conversation feel about it and i'm interested to hear how the third one does out of nowhere, the Vegas Golden Knights show up 
to uh, a game last week. What was it like Friday or something? <laughs> Just wearing like these chrome gold helmets. I feel like no one heard about this. It just came out of nowhere. And I looked at myself and I was like, this has to be, I was on Instagram when I saw it. I was like, this has to be like a Photoshop. They, there's no way they did this. And then I see another picture and another picture and another picture. I'm like, oh my God. They're like, it's a shot of the bench and they're wearing gold helmets. Like <laughs> they tried to be Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah it's like, so dusty. It's so bad. I think it looks so bad. And like, I'm not the biggest fan of the Knights look. Oh, really? We never, we didn't know that. In general, but like, uh-huh. it's not even close between what looks better with the gray helmet and the gold helmet. Bro, think about it this way. I was watching it, like I saw all the pictures too, and I was like, yeah, that's trash. But then I was I actually had a night's game on like the other night, and I I saw it like in live action. And I'm looking they pan over to the bench, and there was like I forget who they were playing, I think Colorado. Um, and there was like a little bit of like chippy shit going on between the two teams, and they pan over the bench, they show Ryan Reeves on the bench trying to look all tough and like yell at like some like avalanche players on the ice and he's just wearing the fucking golden helmet it's like bro nobody can be scared of him anymore like nobody like i can't take any of these guys seriously he looks like a fucking idiot with it like how are you gonna be ryan reeves and try to be like a badass and like intimidate people when you're rocking that fucking dust bowl on top of your head like people are all they have to do is just be like you're wearing a gold helmet you look like an idiot like shut up that's it conversation over I've been a big defender of the Knights and their looks. Uh, I I really do like their color scheme. I like their jerseys. I love their reverse retros. Um, I'm struggling to defend this one. It it just doesn't look good, dude. Like you can't have something like chrome or metallic when the rest of the jersey isn't chrome or metallic. It just takes away from the look of the uniform and puts all the focus on the helmet it's very distracting, which I don't think is a good thing. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan. I think they should definitely go back to the gray. Uh, and, you know, I just said it. I've been a staunch defender of everything Knights because you two absolutely hate them, um, especially you, Nick. But I can't defend this one. I'm not, I'm not a big fan. I just, like, obviously, they're, they're AHL team. We talked about this. Uh, the, the Silver Knights did this with a silver chrome. Now, those look better. I won't say they look good, but they look better than the gold ones. And I'll agree with you on that. I'm not a fan of either one, but I think that one looks significantly better than this. This just looks so out of place. It looks like when, you know, when like attendee gets traded to a new team, like when Tim Thomas got traded from the Dallas Stars, the Florida Panthers, and he's got a Panthers jersey on, but he has Stars pads and a Stars bucket on. Like it it just doesn't, it doesn't look like it, it fits. All right, so this sort of came over the wire. Uh, I saw this yesterday. Uh, This is not good if you're a Yotes fan. Uh, The Athletic, who we all follow, we all love. Uh, Katie Strang, who I think is a great reporter for The Athletic, published an article on Tuesday reporting what is basically being said as a great deal of financial and interpersonal turmoil within the organization under owner Alex Mariello, who took over in July of 2019. So 
everyone, you know, like when he took over the Yotes, I feel like a lot of people got excited. Uh, no secret that that team has had ownership problems ever since it was, you know, established ever since they moved from Winnipeg. So, you know, his big thing was like, we're a big family. We're going to make this a part of the community and we're going to be a successful team. We're going to, you know, compete for the Stanley cup, what have you. So, uh, Safarth Shaw law firm meets with this, you know, group of coyotes employees, and they've been investigating potential financial irregularities, workplace culture, and at least one case of alleged sexual harassment, uh, according to Katie. Representatives have inquired about the accuracy of some of the team's financial documents. Uh, there's been like instances of these guys, like of the team, just like not paying vendors, uh, not paying the NHL and uh, violating COVID protocols, which uh, is certainly a situation now. Uh, there's been like allegations of like intimidation tactics. And then they like didn't pay several payers signing bonuses and didn't issue them per diems in the playoff bubble, which was mandated by that year's CBA. So at least eight vendors since this have reached out to Strang that they have like overdue bills or the Yotes have tried to like negotiate their debt down uh, since doing business with them. And of course the team came out and said, this is like a slander job. None of this is true. Uh, we don't condone any of this, but it seems like to me that there's a lot of information there and a lot of like, if you're talking to this many people and a lot of people are saying something like this, something has to be true. Did you guys read this article at all? I didn't read the article, but I just saw all of the rumblings about it on Twitter. I tried to follow it and keep up with it as best I could through Twitter. Um, I think they should move to Milwaukee. I'm just going to leave it at that. I think they should just pick up, move to Milwaukee, and be like the Milwaukee beer guzzlers. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I mean, I followed the situation a little bit, and if I'm not mistaken, didn't they violate uh, draft and scouting protocols like two years ago and get draft picks removed? They did. That was uh, last year, and then they had their own little draft fiasco with the player that they selected this past draft. Yeah, so there's a little history there, and you know, you've mentioned that with ownership and you know the past since they've become into existence, um, there's just been some issues and. It, I kind of have a hard time believing that none of this is true, especially given some of the, the facts that we just laid out. But I did see on Puck Empire uh, on Instagram that there's a lot of people that agree that by 2025, the Coyotes will not be in Arizona, nor will they be called the Coyotes. And I would love for Milwaukee to get a team. That would be awesome. And the Beer Guzzlers would be a fantastic name. So I'm Milwaukee fully- Millers or something like that. I don't know. That yeah. would be outstanding. And I, my question to you guys after that is like, was going to be, what does this team have to do to get this right? Because it hasn't gone correctly since 2011 when they went to the conference finals. And I remember too, them thinking all their problems were going to go away when they became the Arizona Coyotes instead of the Phoenix Coyotes. But like that didn't change anything at all other than their name. No. Uh, so like, I, I, when I was writing this today, I was like, this team just needs to move like new ownership group, new city, rip the bandaid off and let's just get it over with whether it's Milwaukee. I love that idea or Quebec city, just, you know, get the team, take it somewhere else. Cause at this point I feel like we're past 
someone coming in and attempting to solve this problem. Fresh start. Blow it up and start over. Let's, you know, you haven't been able to put together a winning hockey team since going to the conference finals in 2011. And that was basically, they were good, but it was Briz standing on his head. You haven't been able to acquire talent, whether it's the draft or free agency. Like you bring in guys like Taylor Hall who do rentals there and then leave. It's just whatever it's doing, the whole thing is just not working. It just needs to change. I don't know. I kind of disagree. I feel like I like the team. I like the team in Arizona. I like I like that they're in a non-traditional market. I think hockey in the desert is good for the league. I think Arizona has other sports teams that have done fairly well. Um, I, I do think the ownership group needs to change. I hope. If they were to leave, I would agree. I think Milwaukee would be an awesome place. But part of me kind of hopes they don't. I think that they need to give it a little little longer. Um, And I think that the the NHL, if they were to move, is going to go somewhere that is non-traditional. I feel like that's just kind of the theme that we're seeing with expansions recently. And, you know, I I don't know if – I mean, I know Quebec City's dying for a team and that would make all the sense in the world, but I I personally, as a fan, kind of like that we have teams in the desert. And I think Arizona is a sports market where they have sports fans and they have franchises that have, has, have succeeded. And I think the Coyotes just need a new ownership group to figure it out, honestly. Just my opinion. That and they're, I mean, like we're talking, I think, full rebuild at this point. Like you got to blow it up. Yeah. yeah blow mean, it up. You got well, to commit to it. They just don't have the pieces in place to, to do what they think they're capable of doing. They're, they're kind of lying to themselves. Look at them on paper. They're not going to be able to compete with Colorado or Vegas in a seven game series. It's just not possible. That's I feel bad for guys like Ekman Larson, who, you know, that's been their boy for so long and he's given so much to that team, you know, similar to like what Shane Doan did. Right. Uh, and, you know, they put their heart and soul into it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure it's frustrating for them to see the shape that this team is in. Well, and I think about Shane Dunn, too. That was one of the guys I thought about. Him and Biz, I mean, you talk about two guys that can help grow the brand. They're perfect. I mean, you got one who's, you know, steady Eddie, Mr. Role Model, and one who's arguably got the internet on fire and, you know, can make anybody become a fan of anything. So I think that they've got the the, the right, like, I hate to use the word, like, ro- like sales reps, I guess. It's not even that. I don't know what the word is. Models. But they, they, I think it can work. I just don't know if it's going to work under all this weird-ass, sketchy allegation ownership shit. I also feel like they just can't, like, catch a break. Like, a lot of, like, what has happened to them is self-inflicted. But mm-hmm. a couple of the things in there are just, like, plain dumbass luck. So, do, do you have any, like, specific examples that come to mind? I just, like, I mean... They've had bad bounces. I think they've had bad contracts. You know, guys get hurt. Like, you know, they ended up taking on Hosa's contract, which, you know, they ended up, or Datsuk's contract, which, you know, I think they actually thought he was going to play for them. And then he decided, like, I'm not, I'm going back to Russia. But right. I just feel like they've, you know, it just hasn't clicked for them yet. I also like Tocket. So I'm biased. And I like a lot of their players too. Yeah. Right. Like they have, they have a good roster in my opinion. Good uniforms. Yeah. They do have great uniforms too. The uh, the Arizona Peyotes reverse retro uniform is one of my favorites. Yeah, that's pretty sick. 
one big trade to get to. This was kind of uh, wacky. Uh, one of Harrison's favorite players, Alex Galchenyuk, appears in eight games with the Sens after signing a one-year deal for just over a million in free agency, scores one goal, and then gets shipped to Carolina along with Cedric Paquette uh, for winger Ryan Dezingle this past Saturday. The second step of this is the Leafs acquire Galchenyuk in a trade with the Hurricanes on Monday for forwards Igor Korshkov and defenseman David Warsawski. So definitely like a brain pickle there, but basically Galchenyuk is on the Leafs now. The league is playing hot potato with this guy. Like they're Seriously. Just like, I don't want him. You take him. I don't want him. You take him. I don't want him. Like literally just passing him around. Like God, God everywhere. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, for some reason, I've actually always kind of liked him. Like, I know he hasn't been the player that, like, people kind of expected him to be in quite some time. And I feel like he's really only had, like, one or two, like, super solid years. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like this is a guy that I could see um, not being done quite yet. Like, I could see him finding the right team god knows which one that is and how long it's going to take to find the right fit but i feel like there could still be a spot for this guy somewhere like i don't know i mean i know he already was on arizona but you think of the teams like that 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 like could easily benefit from a guy like elchenyuk on their third or fourth line like i mean it's better than probably whoever they have on there right now i feel like he's got enough talent that um it's worth you know, slotting them into the bottom six role every now and then and, and trying to keep some of your other guys on their toes as far as getting into the lineup. However, I don't know if Toronto really has enough room to do something like that. So he will probably get more minor league time, I would guess. I kind of like the Toronto move. I mean, it's a it's a low-risk, high-reward type deal. Um, you know, they kind of play that high-flying offense speed game. I could see him being like, you know, third line they'll probably slide him on the third line second power play to start maybe and then depending how it goes maybe he slots up Mer- James Myrtle actually tweeted that, that he thinks that this would be a sign that the Jimmy VC experiment is coming to a close in Toronto which would make sense after this acquisition because I feel like they're kind of similar players in their history the way they play what they might be able to do if they can you know hit the potential that people think they have I just kind of feel bad for him. I mean, he is literally, I don't even think calling him a suitcase would do justice at this point. It, it, it's more like a uh, <laughs> plane ticket. Yeah. It's basically a plane ticket. So yeah, um, yeah those are my thoughts. Uh, Jacob Truba out four to six weeks with an upper body injury. Uh, sucks for the Rangers. They, they're yeah. kind of, kind of in trouble lately. They're so fucked. <laughs> not a good, not a good look not, last night against New Jersey. So. Nope. Yeah, um, that's that. Yeah, uh, that's the big uh, injury uh, that we have. And I think we should talk about our picks. But before we do, I just want to let everyone know that these picks are brought to you by the Maryland Mortgage Wiz. Are you planning on buying your first home this year? Get pre-approved and explore all financing options with Dave Fritz, the Mortgage Wiz. Interest rates are at a historic low and down payment assistant programs are available. Stop running and put your money in a place you can call home. Follow Dave on Instagram at Maryland underscore mortgage underscore whiz. For more information, Dave is licensed in Maryland, Delaware, and Florida. Equal housing lender, NMLS number 3094. All righty. Harry, you want to do your picks first? Sure. Uh, Make this quick. 
puck line, I got the Leafs puck line against the Senators actually tonight, February 17th. Uh, Leafs had a brutal loss the other night. They were up 5-1 and then lost 6-5 in overtime to the Senators. I would highly anticipate they are going to have a strong performance tonight. Hopefully this episode is published before the game, but if not, we'll throw it up. That way you guys can get your picks in. Uh, money line. I'm going big on this one. I'm really confident. I have the Jackets money line on February 18th. That's Thursday against the Nashville Predators. The Predators have won just one game on the road so far this season. And the Jackets are still kind of playing 500 hockey, but I like the way that Line A and Roslevic are starting to click. I think the team's going to start to gel. The Jackets have been better at home than they have on the road. I'm going to go big on this one. I'm going to have the Jackets on the money line Thursday night, February 18th against the Predators. And then my over-under... I was looking at all the games on on tap for, you know, late this week and this weekend. And the only one I can really think is I'm going to go with the Hurricanes over against the Panthers tonight, February 17th. Uh, it's got the Panthers. So that's one Hurricanes just put up a seven spot on Tuesday night. So I'm hoping that we're going to get a little over action here. So that's going to be my picks for the week. Nice. I like them. Uh, Mac, you want to go next? Yeah, I like those picks. Uh, my puck line for the week is going to be Bruins over the Devils. I feel like Devils are good. That could be a dangerous pick, but I do still think it's enough of a mismatch that the Bruins will uh, hopefully end up winning that one by two. Uh, money line, I have Flyers over Rangers. I think that's a major mismatch right now, and the Flyers are probably going to walk all over them. Um, both those games, by the way, are on February 18th, which is uh, Thursday. And then for the over-under, I have a big old over in the Caps-Rangers game. Um, the Caps just went under for the first time, and I can't even remember how long last night. Um, but it doesn't happen often, especially not this season, it seems. And uh, the Rangers also have all kinds of issues with D. And, I mean, their goaltending, I think Shesterkin's starting to look a little better, a little more steady. But I still think this will have uh, like a 4-3 or 5-3 final score written all over it. Um, I do expect it to be 6.5, but I'm still cool with the over on that one. And that game is on February 20th, which I believe is – was that sa- Saturday? Saturday, Saturday yeah. yes. Yep, that's it for me. Uh, I'm going to take the same puck line as you. I like the Bruins over the Devils on Thursday. Uh, completely echoing with what you said, I think the Devils are playing good hockey, but I think the Bruins still have them in a mismatch there and are hopefully going to get them by two. Uh, uh, money line, I'm going to do Jets at Canucks on Friday. I don't like betting the Jets. I have some PTSD from doing it, but I'm going to break an unwritten rule that I have for myself <laughs> because I think Hellebuck's going to be in net, the Jets are good, and the Canucks aren't. Uh, and on the road, you usually get a little bit more, you know, value, a little bang for your buck there. So why not? My over under Panthers Red Wings over on Friday. That could be anywhere between the Panthers putting up six goals and the Red Wings just getting one, or it could be a lot closer than we think. So all I know about that is there's going to be goals in that game. So that is my over under that wraps up my picks for the week. First liner and fourth liner, I'll go ahead and get us started. I had written down Jack Roslevic, but I'm going to go with Ilya Sorokin. He got his first win the other night, a shutout against the Sabres, so hats off to him. And then my fourth liner is going to be my entire defense lineup on my fantasy hockey team because everyone is hurt. Who who won last week between you and Mac? This Bro. guy. Oh, I, Mac. Let me, oh, here give we go. Me, give me one sec here just You're to good. You're what good. happened. You're good. 
So my mom was in town. So granted, I wasn't paying a uh, like a ton of attention early on in the week, but I I checked it every day and I set up my lineup every day. And I noticed that by like middle of the week, I was down big by like 45 or 50 points or something like that. And I was like, all right, I'm going to lose this one. My mom heads home on like Saturday morning and then Saturday day, I'm at work all day, but I'm following it on my phone. And by the end of the night, I'm realizing I'm only 20 points down. Whereas, I mean, that's still a lot of points, but I'm only 20 points down with one more day to go, right? Sunday is the final day of the matchup. I look at the schedule for Sunday. There's two games, okay? Two hockey games being played. I've already got like six guys in that game, in those games. And Nick has two. So I'm like, all right. Maybe I, I also have like the way I play as at any given time, I have like three players on my lineup that I like to call my rentals where if, you know, they don't have as many games as somebody else does in that week, I might drop them, pick somebody else up. And if I don't get them back, then that's that. So I do that. I drop like three guys that I didn't really need could stand to lose grabbed uh captain grabbed uh, Justin Schultz and I grabbed uh Donskoy and I'm monitoring it all day Sunday. I think I ended up with like eight or 10 guys total playing in those two games versus Nick's two, which also he forgot to put Grubauer in for the final day. So that helped me out as well. Flurry pitches a shutout. Okay. A one, nothing 30 save shutout. That gets me 13 points. I'm doing the math in my head at work. I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be close. I need like, I need like an empty net goal from somebody in that night's game. Didn't get it. I lost by like 1.8 or something like that. Oh my God. That's a heartbreaking. That's a heartbreaker. I don't think I set my lineup on (laughs) Saturday or Sunday. I was. It's always the guy who doesn't give a shit that somehow has to pull it off. And And I was really good about setting my lineup like upwards until those points. And it was only when I was uh, else. I mean, hey, yeah, I occupied elsewhere. God, I was just. It was oh. a lot closer because I, I agree. Like I was looking earlier in the week and it was, it was not close. And then no. I, when I checked the score uh, the other day, I was like, Ooh, <laughs> it was a bummer, but Hey, I think we'll, we'll get to play each other one more time if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I'll get righty. Uh, my first liner, I'm going to have Brian rust. He's got seven points in his last. F- well, I actually, this is outdated since we're doing this after the game. He's got seven points in his last six games and is leading Pittsburgh in points, 13 points in 14 games played. Now, uh, my fourth liner, I'm going to have John Hines, coach for the Nashville Predators. It's on the hot seat, according to a lot of sources that I've been reading. The Predators have not looked good so far this year, kind of lost their mojo uh, since their heydays a couple, couple, probably three or four years ago. Uh wouldn't be surprised if he's canned in the next month if they don't turn it around and they do a whole, uh, basically a wholesale trade for get rid of Duchesne, you know, get rid of uh, Rene, all the all the pieces that they kind of brought on board to um, make a cup run. Grandlin comes to mind too. So give Forsberg back to the Caps where he belongs, you know. Yeah, no. blow it all up. I think I think we're in for that. So uh, I'm gonna have John Hines on my fourth line. And for my first line, I mean, I just said uh, I was real pleased with Flurry. He's on my team. He really gave me a chance, and uh, I, I'm happy I've got him. I, I drafted him way late, but he's emerging as the starter. I know Laner's hurt. I'm sure he'll be back, and I, I do expect him to 
um, pick up his game as well. But I mean, Hey, you got to go with Mark Andre Fleury right now. He's hot as anybody. And um, he's got a couple shutouts already this year. So uh, he's my first liner, my fourth liner. I kind of have two. Um, I think I'm going to start a recurring segment here for as long as I need to, where my fourth liner is automatically Miro Heiskanen until, until he scores a fucking goal. He doesn't have a goal yet. He hasn't scored a goddamn goal this whole season. So um, that recurring segment will just be, has Miro scored? No. So uh, <laughs> he's my automatic fourth liner. But uh, to give you guys another one, since that, that'll that get old and I'm sure he'll be here for a couple weeks until he fucking finds the back of the net, uh, Taylor Hall also sucks. So Yeah, I think he has one goal so far this year, doesn't he? Yeah, and it was like it was like the first or second game or something. And then, yeah, it's pretty yeah. rough. I I drafted him. I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be sick. Nope. Yeah. Um, due to a lot of reschedules and COVID problems with the NHL, we're gonna skip the market report this week. Uh, it's honestly not that different from the week before because we've had so few games happen. Um, but what we do want you to know before we wrap up here is this episode was brought to you by Brackish Life. Let's take a minute to talk about Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, Brackish Life. Brackish Life has also teamed up with Rink to Reef Chesapeake Bay to preserve the area many of us call home. Rink to Reef repurposes broken hockey sticks into oyster restoration habitats. Brackish Life donates a portion of their proceeds to Rink to Reef to further preserve the beautiful Chesapeake Bay area. Support, out, support this great cause by checking out www.brackish.life today. Dude, when I was in Florida, every, like, every single one of the 14 people that was there had on a Brackish Life shirt at some point. There you go. Protect yourself, protect yourself against the sun. UV exactly. technology. That's yeah. what it's all about. And you look good too. Exactly. They're, they really are good looking shirts. I'll give them credit. And it's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, it is mad comfortable. The long sleeves are my favorite. Um, that kind of wraps it up for that kind of wraps it up for us, fellas. Uh, you guys got any more notes? No? That should be good. All righty. Well, thank you all for listening. We appreciate the love and support. And without further ado. Class dismissed. <laughs>